Welcome back to the Average to Savage Show with Scaletti, a podcast that will help you overcome your limiting beliefs, setbacks, and fears to create the life you were destined to live. Welcome back to the Average to Savage podcast. I have a very special guest with me today. This is Jackie Rogers. We're going to do a reverse bio with this. So Jackie lives in Pittsburgh and enjoys traveling, cooking, and creating one-of-a-kind cakes. I want to hear more about that at some point. And extreme special effects makeup looks, which I can tell you that is true. I've seen pictures. They're pretty awesome. Her, be- her best friend's favorite nickname for her is Emo Barbie. <laughs> Emo Barbie. And she has a tattoo to prove it. Hopefully we can hear more about that <laughs> later. All right. Now her actual experience. Jackie is an uh. entrepreneur and CEO of SET. She empowers private clients and child care professionals through coaching services. She cultivates their inner guidance system, fostering helpful mindsets for realizing and going after their dreams what's up what's up matt i'm so happy to be here i can't wait we're gonna have such a good time yes i there's so many different ways we can go for those that don't know we've been friends for 37 years feels like (laughs) i want to say five five a solid five solid five years tight good friends we're gonna do something fun at the end of this podcast that we can just dangle that carrot we're gonna answer some questions that we do not know what they are but let's start out with you and give us your background and we know some of what you have done but how did it start out for Jackie take us back wow I grew up in State College Pennsylvania I am one of five ah where do you land in the five I am the second oldest Okay. So I'm like, I'm the wild card yeah. child. She's a wild card. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but, you know, great family. I always struggled in school, right? Oh, like with traditional learning. Yeah. yeah. So wasn't quite sure where I wanted to take things. Ended up going to New York City for school. And that's where my life really took a different sort of dark turn. Um, Tell us more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, and we'll get into this more with what I now do for work. Yeah. But what I found, at least in myself, is that I felt less than for no reason other than the thoughts I was having and how I was coping with those thoughts. So from a great family, from a loving family, it was something inside of me that just never felt good enough. And my way to numb those thoughts was with drugs and alcohol. So while I have so many fun memories in New York, that's also where I picked up with the partying, going out a lot. First thing I did when I got there, I looked at my random roommate and said, do you know where we can get a fake ID? (laughs) (laughs) Literally first thing I did. The roommate's like, yes, this is my (laughs) kind of person. (laughs) Yeah. So I, you know, I wasn't going to learn. I just kind of wanted to get away and escape. If yeah. I was looking for an escape. Yeah. And you escaped pretty well for... <laughs> did you have thoughts of less yeah. than before college? Or do you think it started when you went there? I think it started younger than that. Yeah. yeah I wonder how that, what that stems from. Yeah. I, I have a lot of theories I can get into. I think a lot of it is how our subconscious mind is formed. And how soon we're able to have a relationship with our self-talk. And 
Mm. And throw out the thoughts that aren't helpful. That's so true. I mean, isn't it crazy how I, I often think about some of the stuff that I say to myself and I'm like, I wouldn't say that to you. I wouldn't say that to friends. I, w- I wouldn't say that to anybody, family. And I have some, some, well, we'll get to that down the yeah. road. Yeah. It's so true. And it's like, I see this happen with the people I coach and in the childcare industry is we have a thought and then we react to that thought. And sometimes our reaction is, oh no, this is bad. Yeah. Right. When in reality, it's just a thought. Yeah, is it because I know we're diving in? I like it. We're going. Know, is that it. is it because we think we have to believe every thought? Is that what part of the? Yeah, yeah, I believe, and just what I've learned, like in my own life experience, is that we aren't given tools to sort through our thoughts. So inevitably, yes, every thought that comes, we treat as a fact. And then we get into the same loop over and over and over again. Yeah. And like the more you think it, I'm sure the more that it hammers it. Oh home. my gosh. I remember during the pandemic, I was talking to one of my mentors and it was like a new low for me, right? Like, who am I? What am I going to do? The whole world was just no, crumbling, right? Yeah. So she shared, well, a belief is simply a thought you think over and over again. Doesn't mean it's true. <gasps> oh. Right? Oh, yeah, that's good. That's, that's true, too. Yeah, because we give our beliefs, like, I don't know. We just think, like, oh, it must be true. No, it's just a thought you think over and over again. It could be a negative thought you've had over and over again. Oh, that's so true. I know. It's scary. Yeah, I, mean, like you, I feel like I could put all my beliefs on a bulletin board and be like, okay, that one's probably not right. That one's probably not right. I recommend that. <laughs> Actually, seriously, it's called belief inventory. Oh, is that you, a thing? Yes, oh, it's a thing. That. You take inventory, inventory of your beliefs. And that could be a whole different um, conversation. But there's a way to peel back and really figure out what your beliefs are. Because your beliefs, you have some beliefs that you are aware of. And then you have your subconscious beliefs that you're operating on. And the awareness isn't there. I told you this is going to be good. Oh, we're not even into the story yet. Okay, so take us back real quick, and then we'll get into, okay. like, I feel like your coaching hat is just so, <laughs> when we go get, just so everyone knows, if when we hang out, if, like, get lunch or something, I feel like you just, you slip into this, like, you're coaching me, and I don't even know that I'm getting coached. <laughs> it's, but it's, it's so good. Like, you I, get me to think so yeah, differently. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, so more on your story. So you're in college, you're yeah. out, like, what... You go down the road of, yeah. and I mean, a lot of the listeners know I've struggled with alcohol in my past. Like you go down the road of drugs and alcohol. Yeah. What happens? What? Why do you turn the corner? Yeah. 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 I remember it was 2015. I woke up in my apartment and I was in Pittsburgh at this point. And it's dark and disgusting, like dishes everywhere. Just gross. Like, you understand, like yeah. the animalistic level. <laughs> And I couldn't remember the last, I don't know, 15 hours. Yeah, I've been there. It's soul crushing. Right? Yeah. It's so the shame and um, embarrassment and like the guilt. Yeah. I remember I was like curled up in my couch and I just wished I could like slip in and just right disappear. Yeah. yeah. And I had this moment where I said out loud in my apartment, I need help. 
And I didn't believe in a God at the time, but I was just so desperate for a different way of living. And it's so crazy. It was definitely a divine intervention moment because I got this vision, right? I started to think about how I pictured my life, like everything I always wanted for my life. Mm -hmm. And I realized that if I continued down the path I was on, it probably wouldn't happen. And right. And it's so when I think, oh, my gosh, it gives me chills thinking back to that moment, because for my entire struggle with addiction, I was so hard on myself. I was so mean to myself. What the is wrong with you, Jackie? Get it together. You're a piece of shit. Like all the things. And it wasn't the fear that motivated me to change. It was that moment, that vulnerable moment in my living room where I had hope for the future that I wanted. And it was like, I called my therapist, I got into rehab. Two days later, I was in an inpatient rehab. Oh, so it happened, boom, that quick. Boom, that quick. That... When you say, like that quick, it took all those all that time to get to that moment where oh. then you changed quickly. Yeah. So yeah. was that it? Like, was it, like, did you know then, I'm done with this? I knew I wanted to be done. Yeah. And I know that when I am determined, I go all in. Yeah. Right? So they get a new phone, done. Get new friends, done. Right? You're saying you need to get new friends? <laughs> I might be out. I might be I, out. I met crew. you after. Lucky you. <laughs> I didn't cut you out. Um, right? But it was like... Yeah. yeah. One, and I don't want to... I want everyone to know there was a lot of back and forth and. Up until that point, I would go to a couple of recovery meetings. Mm. I would go drunk. I would go high. I Right? Like, yeah. there was a lot of struggle with the back and forth. But it took that moment of hope to be like, I just really believed in that future I wanted for myself. And that's what gave me the motivation to just like, all right, let's go. Yeah. I love this. And yeah. then did, your, did you see a shift in, I mean, you sort of alluded to it, friendships, and like what happened, I, I always find this so interesting because I, I lost yeah. most of mine just because I didn't drink anymore. Yeah. Like what happened to your, did you ever have a discussion with your friends about the struggles? Cause I never did. And I wish I would have. You like while I was in it. Yeah. I actually did Wow. with some of them. And I had a group of friends that were so supportive at the time I was involved in a church in mm. Pittsburgh and they like prayed with me and like really supported me going. And then I had a group of friends that were, I was using with that weren't so supportive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So I definitely had both and it was hard. It was really hard changing friends. Cause I, I remember reading your book and we have this in common. It's like, once you stopped, I'm like, okay, well, but we can still hang out. Like oh, I yeah. can still go. Yeah. I'm just not going to drink or use drugs. And then you get the looks and you yep. get the sarcasm and, you know, so yeah. I learned pretty quickly that our, with a certain group of friends at the time, that was just our entire friendship was built on having some sort of chemical yeah. substance. Uh, me too. Same thing. I mean, so I know this is, we're not experts in overcoming addiction but I mean, we, we are both, though <laughs> we've both been through it we've both been through it do you have any i don't know if there's gonna be anyone listening but yeah. i'm sure there's somebody listening yeah. that's struggling with addiction in some area do you have any advice or thoughts or anything around i mean you clearly took massive action right when you yeah. made that decision what about the person that's just sitting there like i think i have a problem or, or maybe they don't even know they have a problem yet 
they kind of want to change. They don't know. Do you have any thoughts for them? Two thoughts. Oh, good. So, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Narrowing it down. Yeah. The first would be to literally put your hand on your heart and say to yourself, it's okay that I have a problem with blank. Give yourself permission. It's okay. That's why you're so good because that's something you know me that I would never have done. <laughs> never. No, but but as you're saying it, I'm like getting emotional. I'm like, wow, yeah. that's powerful. Yeah. And I still use that for the struggles I have because our we fight against ourselves and it keeps us stuck. Mm -hmm. It's true. Right? So I would just remember it's okay. That I'm struggling with blank. With anything. Yeah, with whatever it is. Yeah. And building that mind-body connection, it gives you safety, right? Yeah. We, have a, as humans, have a hard time making lasting changes if we don't feel safe. Well so, said. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. So that's my first, right? Oh, yeah. Advice, yeah. And two is pray for the courage to ask for help. Whether you believe mm. in the universe, a higher power, maybe you call it God, maybe it's a friend, yeah. someone that you met that you just feel a connection with, ask for help. I'll never forget sharing my story the first time and they asked me, did I get, did I go to AA, did I get help, et cetera? And I did not. Yeah. And I remember one person saying how inspired they were that I did it all by myself. And I told them, I said... I appreciate you saying that. That's not the point of the story. It's I wish I would have asked oh, for help wow. way before that. Yeah. So I agree. That's really interesting. Yeah. I I love that you were able to point that out and didn't take that as like, yeah, yeah <laughs> look no, at me. Yeah, I know. And then it's like, yeah, go suffer alone yeah. for yeah. by yourself. Like I, I wish well, I wish I had the courage to reach out and say I have a problem. Yeah. And I mean, I'll be honest, part of my story was like, I'm not going to those meetings. I'm not I'm not an addict like that. I know it's just right. Yeah, it's yeah. like feeling like you're better than and that's just being human, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's how can you focus on the similarities? Okay, so now to bring it full circle with this, I, you yeah. have me thinking about this idea of being less than. Yeah. Have you, I'm assuming you've probably made progress with that since the Jackie from college. H have you over overcome that? I don't want to say overcome it because I'm sure it's something that we all have at some yeah. point. But have you combated that and won the battle of the less than? <laughs> <laughs> I am fighting the good fight. No, I hate that. I don't see because I don't like to fight with myself. That's right. I, I like am, that takeaway. So this is so funny. I was talking to a mentor yesterday and she said, it sounds like you could really, you know, show yourself some love. And I'm like, I'm the self-love master. <laughs> so, yes, I have a lot of room for improvement. I can't um, believe she said that. You are the self-love master. But it's, That's amazing. <laughs> No, but it's, you know, what's so funny is this is what I find. Like if this is my hand is my life, right? It's like work, friends, family. There's so, we all have so many different facets. Yeah. And while I have mastered, mastered, I have grown in loving myself fiercely. There are still some areas. Fiercely. Yeah. I like that. So I, where it shows up now as an entrepreneur being two years in, having a lot on my plate, a lot of unexpected situations is 
oh, what's it called? Destination mentality. I definitely so, want to hear about this. Okay. I think we all do. So, and this is like, I have the whole, I have an issue with goals right now. I'm like anti setting goals. Well, so I, think we, I, I think I have a guess <laughs> as to why. I, I oh, kinda, you probably know. I'm kind of curious. Yeah. But I, think I, I think it's dangerous because. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, goal setting is dangerous. I'm so excited to see where this goes. No, I, I, I admire everything I, you're saying. Yeah, this is great. I used to be such a goal person. And I've, I've switched it to being more value vision focused. So I like it. Yeah. Destination thinking. This is what I would tell myself. I'll feel good enough once I have 20 clients. Yep. Guess what? I have 20 clients. Feelings the same. Feelings the same. 19 to 20 feels the exact same. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So it's, we can do the good enough game with ourselves all day. Yep. Once I'm, wor- you know, 20 more reps, right? Yeah. 20 more friends, 20 more likes. 20- yeah. And so that's where I see it still come up for me when I notice I'm, like, not good enough. So I have on my computer, I have a little sticky note. This is from my business <laughs> mindset coach. Yeah. Ready for him? Yep. I am worthy of celebrating who I am right now. Oh, that's good. I am worthy of celebrating who I am right now. Yeah. I've noticed in my own experience, I have the tendency to withhold that feeling of worthiness and love and like, yeah, awesome, Jackie, until I hit a certain goal, hit a certain yeah. mark. No, I, I love it because I agree. Yeah. And I think it's the, I was just thinking about this this morning, actually, the setting the goal, like a huge goal. I think it's about, who I've become in going after the goal versus the actual yes. goal. You know? It's so true. And it's so cliche, right? Everyone's like, enjoy the journey. And yeah, you're yeah, like, well, no, yeah. <laughs> like, I just want to get there. So I but get right. it, but yeah. it's, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I'm excited to ask you about this <laughs> because I know that the we have a lot of similarities in the way that we think and then yeah. we can just banter about differences we may have or not have. Yeah. But I'm just curious. How do you go, because you're so ambitious and driven and you're running your own business, which we want to talk about the coaching business too. Yeah. How do you go from, like, you seem like you give yourself a lot of grace, self-love, to then, I'm saying flip the switch. It's not really that. But going from that, giving yourself grace if you're not doing well in an area, to then, okay, now I'm taking action yeah. and I'm going full bore into whatever you need to do for the day. Mm. Yeah, that's really great. And is this where we're going to disagree for the first time? <laughs> yes. I'm trying to remember the Dale Carnegie approach. She's right? going she's gonna to disagree agreeably on me right now. <laughs> so when I connect with my highest self, right? And I, I think we are so complex. We all have sub-personalities. The easiest way for me to understand myself is I have an ego and I have a highest self right? My highest self is motivated by hope. If you think back to that story about me wanting to get clean, my ego is motivated by fear. Mm, I like this. When I am connected to my highest self, I am boom, 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 driver mode. And it's from a place of ease, joy, inspiration. So it might look like, oh, wow, yeah, like she's moving, she's grooving, she's getting it. When I'm connected to my ego, 
I'm grinding because of fear. <gasps> this person might be mad at me. This client's going to be pissed if I don't get this done. This, like, I have to do this. I have to do this. I'm not good enough yet. Mm. I don't have enough money yet. Whatever it is. So that is where I try and connect on a daily basis because I know that's where I'm most effective is when I'm connected to that inspiration, energy, the flow, the inner guidance, yeah. right? Like trusting my inner guidance and inspiration. How do we know when we're in there and how do we never leave? <laughs> <laughs> the million dollar question. <laughs> yeah, well, or, or, or even like the other way, how do you know, how, can you catch yourself when you're in ego? Maybe that's oh, even yeah. a better question. Oh, totally. And sometimes it's like someone has to tell me, right? Like yeah, yeah, someone yeah. says something to me and I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, but yeah. like you need, I feel like and then there's a person. there's a process for taking your ego out of the driver's seat and putting it into the passenger seat. And then your highest self can just swoop in. Um, but the best way to know, really, is to be in tune with your body and know your feelings. Because the ego is a feeling, right? It's like that frantic, yeah. that like, <gasps> yeah. oh, I got to get this. I got to do this. I got to do this. Is our, is our highest self like, I keep thinking of the word intuition. Is that, like how many of yeah. us, myself included, where you feel this is right that I should do this, but you don't do it. Yeah. And it's like, well, well why, why didn't I do that? Yeah. <laughs> I really believe the highest self is connected to whatever your higher power is. Um, universe, source, intelligence, I hear some people call it, yeah. God, right? And, and that is also part of your intuition. And then our ego talks us out of it. The ego has a very... Um, Stinking ego. It's, oh, but it's like the more you get to know it, the more you can spot it. It's the what mm. if. Yeah, but what if? Da, 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 da. Oh, so when what if comes in, we know. Yeah. That, that ego. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a thought that is not real. Yeah. What if? What? Mm -hmm. You're like the second you think, I want to try this. Or oh, what if I? Yeah. What if I look stupid? What if yeah. I screw up? That's the ego. Yes. Yeah. Can I just? I learned such an effective way to handle the what ifs. Can I tell you? Yeah. Okay. So do we need to stop recording or can everyone know? No, this they can hear oh, this. Okay, good. <laughs> this is big time. I'm excited. All right. So I was driving in Manhattan last month. Okay. Right. I have a Mazda CX 2015. It has those sensors on the mirror. Yeah. Does your car do that? Like no. if you're okay. Thank you for calling <laughs> out my car. Yeah. I will maybe 2024. <laughs> the yes, new maybe things are coming. <laughs> okay. So hopefully people understand what a sensor is. I do know what a sensor is. I hope you all know that as well. <laughs> okay. So I'm we driving. New right? York City. Yeah. You're in Manhattan. Yeah. Craziness. Every there's so many cars around. Yeah. So I'm driving and I hear the beep beep and I look and I see the car. I'm like, okay, I have room and I go. All right, sensor, I heard you. I'm going to go anyway. That's how I think of the ego. The ego is like that sensor in our car. Our egos aren't malicious. They really just want to keep us safe. Right? So they're like, oh, you could do this, but what if this happens? You say, oh, I heard you. I'm going to do it anyway. It's when we start fighting with the what if or when we shrink back from the what if is when it can impact us. If we just acknowledge, yep, I heard the what if. I'm still going to do this. That's how we can like stay connected to our highest self. That's really good. Yeah. That's a good analogy, too. I know. That's a very good analogy. I, I told my sister this, and she was like, 
what? You still drove after you heard the sensor? Well, part of me was thinking that. was Don't take this analogy yeah. to heart and ignore all of your sensors in your so, vehicle. But I guess to take the analogy further, right? Yeah, keep going. When you're going after your dreams, you're in Manhattan. Yes, you are. There is yeah. no time to be, well, you can heed, listen, acknowledge the warning signs, but it's like, I've decided I'm doing this and I'm going for it anyway. I mean, when you went, and this will, this will lead us into the coaching business, because yeah. when you went all in on the coaching business, was that, did you have a lot of what ifs? Because I know there's a lot of people listening to this that yeah. are either entrepreneurs, newer entrepreneurs, or have a full-time job and thinking about becoming an entrepreneur and they're just not sure, or maybe yeah. they're just starting out. Was it a big ego saying, well, what if this, Jackie? What if this? Like, this is stupid. You should not do this. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure I would have ever started if I didn't get myself support. I invested a crap ton of money with a mindset business coach, and I cherish that investment. Best investment I ever made because she's the one that helped me build my business from a place of ease, inspiration versus the grind scarcity mentality. Right. And yep. it's so funny. I think about this when I like think about my timeline, we signed on together and I'm like, all right, we're going to go, we're going to get the business set up. I'll get the LLC, you know, and we spent, I don't know, six months, 12 months talking about internally who I was showing up as. So no LLC, no, like it was just it, focus and, on Jackie. And she, right. And I of course made that decision because it became apparent until I saw myself, right, until I had a transformation in how I was seeing myself, it was going to be a struggle to build this business. Yeah. Right? How can, make sense. how can I coach people, right, on loving themselves, believing in their full potential, tapping into abundant mentality when I was so scared of who I was and messing up? You're right. And I also have to acknowledge you because I feel like I've just seen you here and there. Like I've seen, and we've talked about this, like your growth. I mean, it's incredible to see. And, and I also, I seriously need to acknowledge you for this too. And I, hopefully a lot of you caught this that are listening or watching. You keep acknowledging mentors. And even like, I think some people think, well, you're the coach. Why would you have a mentor? And, and I think the opposite. I'm like, She's always wanting to grow and learn about herself. And then in turn, I'm sure you're going to be able to serve your clients a hundred times better. Oh, yeah. so I just, I just admire that you invest in yourself because I think a lot of people yeah. don't Yeah, we'll invest in a sports package before we'll invest in ourselves. So true. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate that. And yeah, I, I'm a firm believer. You can only take people as deep as you've gone yourself. Right. And it's like, if I want to continue to work with high level clients, if I want to impact childcare professionals and help children love themselves at a younger age, that's what it takes. And I love it. Yeah. Right. Like growth, yes. it's painful. Right. <laughs> yes. But it's having a different experience of yourself and just connecting with yourself is what makes life worth living. And that's like, there's so much I've got just from like different mentors I've worked with. And you know, I'm involved with Dale Carnegie, which yep. is very introspective and in looking at how your actions affect 
you know, your habits and everything. It's, it just helps you enjoy life better because you're no longer on autopilot. And I think at the end of the day, like we all have that goal, right? Like we want to like connect with simple things and not just be functioning on autopilot. Next, 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 next. All right. Ready for a question? Yes. (laughs) So somebody's (laughs) listening and they're for which I did this for over a decade, but they're functioning on autopilot. Okay. And they're liking everything you just said, which I loved it as well. And they're like, okay, how do I stop? operating on autopilot is there i don't think you can do it in two minutes but is there a tip or something that can just help somebody go boom and now at least step one of off of autopilot yeah it's so simple the first step is just acknowledging i want to be off autopilot (laughs) yeah and that is what i did right like but when i think back to my story and then stay vigilant because the universe is going to bring someone into your life. That's going to help you do that. Right. So during the pandemic, it was like a different kind of rock bottom for me. Right. I was clean, which yay. Thank goodness. I stayed clean through the pandemic. Big yay. Right. But (laughs) big yay. Let's acknowledge that. I know a lot of people that did not. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But then there were some new emotional issues and like self-worth stuff that we Mm. talked about that surfaced. Um, and that was the first thing was just being like, I'm looking for help in this area. And then I met this woman through putting myself out uh. there. So it's like the universe, God, your highest self is going to show you the way. And that's what I love about it and about all the coaching that I'm involved in is like, I don't have the answer. You do. Mm. You know the way out. It's just helping someone access what's already inside of them. Oh, I love that. That's so Yeah, good. and yeah. so the best way to do that is start with what you're interested in. What do you already know about yourself that you like? If you feel like you're on autopilot instead of getting down on yourself, oh, I'm on autopilot. I've been on autopilot for years. Why can't I get out of this? Just what's something you like doing? Sign up for that class. Sign, right? Just get moving in a direction yeah. that you already know you're gifted at or you enjoy. Then it makes it easier to take the action. Yeah. Yeah. Because then guess what? The person next to you in class might have the way, a way out for you. That's true. So it's just taking, doing the next right thing. That's, uh, so I have this new lingo. It's called a towards move. Towards move. Yes. It's from a book called The Happiness Trap. I'm sure Matt and I just love to swap books. Yes, we do. And we we have a lot to talk talk about. (laughs) I just finished one that she recommended. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you recommended one of my favorites of all time, The Untethered Soul. Oh, it's so good. That, oh my gosh. It's a top five forever for me. Oh my gosh. So The Happiness Trap talks about towards moves and away moves, right? So if the person you're wanting to become is someone who is present and enjoys life, right? Maybe the opposite of being on autopilot. Yeah. What's one towards move you could take? Right? Not and look at your <laughs> phone as much. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So set those, don't they have like timers? Oh, like, yeah, you, yeah. yeah. So that's the thing is ask yourself, what's in a towards move? Instead of staying in judgment of yourself or beating yourself up, because that's where you stay stuck. That's where you're in like the hamster wheel. A towards move. I like that. <clears throat> What is a towards move? Yeah. And I guess you need to define too who that person is that, like you said, yeah. when you were hit your rock bottom, like who you want to become. 
Yeah. And so earlier I was like talking that. about being a little like anti-goal. <laughs> yes. So, I, we could talk about this all day. This is a fascinating topic. So for me, right, news resolution, I just kind of like, when I hear people talk about <laughs> the their resolution for Jackie is I'm no goals, <laughs> no goal. That's my goal to have no goals. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, wait, tell me more. This is so interesting. My new year's resolutions are values and I'm not going to get into it. it right now, but it, that's how I decide what a towards move is for me. Oh, is this in alignment with the values? The val my values are the person I'm becoming, what I'm working towards. So and you put right down your values. Mm -hmm. Five. I've done this thing where I, I try I put down ten and I tried to rank them of what I value most. Oh, and I love that. I stared at this page this last year for three hours. It's hard to figure out it's... where you what you value and then do my actions align with Oh yeah. It's hard. It's it's and a great I love doing it. How about the difference between what do I want to value? <laughs> versus, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Because right. yeah. it's like, ooh, can be like a cold splash of water when you yeah. really look at that. Like yeah, you're, what you're am right. I valuing? <laughs> That's a great, so that's a tool that you use is instead of goals, mm -hmm. focus on your values because those lead to the habits that will get you to the person you want to become. Yeah. And goals do serve a purpose. It's more <laughs> short term. Yeah. And I think anytime you are working towards a goal, it's important to just remember the enjoy the journey aspect because and the reason why I say this is because for so long it was like, okay, I'll hit this goal, then this goal, then this goal. And I wasn't ever celebrating or slowing down to be like, oh my gosh, look at where I'm at. Yeah. Right? Because it was always the next, the next, yeah. the next. Are and you they, good at celebrating now? I am. I, I feel like you are. I am really good at celebrating now. How, can we ask how... I feel like my brain still goes to, and this is society, like, I think just pushing me. My yeah. brain still goes to, I hate to admit it, but it's true, like celebrating. My brain's like the group in the locker room popping champagne and like going crazy. And I'm like, it doesn't have to be, alcohol does not have to associate with celebrating. Yeah. So how do you, and maybe somebody listening to this will help them. How do you celebrate? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I have different categories. <laughs> I like this. Categories of celebration. Yeah. Who doesn't want that? It's amazing. Your life is a celebration oh my now. Gosh. Okay, hit us with so, it. So <laughs> let's talk about free celebrations because I think those can, right? Oh, Sometimes yeah. we think celebrations have to be. Yeah. Right. Massage yeah. Or whatever. And those yeah. can be a celebration. True. And But there's a lot of self care things you can do at home. So one I did the other day, and it can be quick too. And sometimes it's just the recognition, right, is I had extra time before work and I had this other event and I was in my car. I was like, okay, I'm just going to talk to myself for 30 seconds about like all the awesome stuff I accomplished in the last month. And it was like how I, and I still, because this is hard, right? It's hard to do that towards ourselves. I channeled before I began, I thought of what would I say to one of my best friends? Because mm. you're like this too. You're a hype guy, right? Like I'm we can cheer guy. people on. We, yeah. But then when it comes to ourself, we're, there's something in us that thinks, oh, well, I can't be, I can't hype myself up and celebrate because then maybe I'll get lazy and stop. You're That's right. a lie. That's the ego <laughs> wanting to keep you stuck. So that was how I celebrated. I was I like, oh, Jackie, right? And I just, I called myself by name and I talked about some things I was really proud of. And to me, that's a celebration is taking that, what it, it probably took a minute total, right? So lots of celebrating. Yes. Like yeah. So there's that. I like to cook new recipes 
And so that, like, I'll walk to the East End Co-op and get, like, a new um, ingredient I haven't heard of and try. So to me, that's a celebration because I'm slowing down. I'm taking care of myself. Um, Yeah, of course, buy. I have, like, a Jackie's wish list. So... (laughs) Right. If yeah. if the timing's yeah. right, I'm like, I'm getting that moon pillow I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what a moon pillow is, to be honest with you. Uh, I'll show you a picture. Okay. I haven't earned it yet. <laughs> I right? love that celebration but, idea. You ser- I'm yeah. seriously going to steal that. I'm going to use I, that. And I love making mocktails. Mm. So I'll do like fresh fruit with, and that's, to me, that's a celebration. That's like, a celebration. I'll watch one of my favorite TV shows or like a funny movie or throw on some stand up comedy with a mocktail and. I love, I love tea. I like tea too. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So but like how do you just, celebrate? I mean, typically just go run outside shirtless for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> is that a celebration though? Uh, yeah, it's a celebration. You know uh, what? You know what I'm not good at? And what? this is why I think I'm going to steal this is I'm pretty good at acknowledging when something good happens and just saying like celebrating almost just sitting by myself and being like, wow, like I can't believe that just happened. That's amazing. That's awesome. And and I feel like I'm good at that in the moment where I'm not great is like, I started to sweat a little bit when you're like, look at yourself in the mirror and say <laughs> things that you're proud of because I get, I get emotional thinking about it, but I did a meditation where I'm like talking to myself. And one of the things I say is this is the first time I'm going to share this. I might start breaking down. Is, I welcome it. <laughs> yeah, Emotion we go. is beautiful. Yeah. And it's, I'm saying like to myself, I'm so proud of you, Matthew. Mm. And it's like, it was hard to say, and it was emotional to say, but I think I need that. I think I need to say that yeah. to myself more often. What felt hard about it? I was hoping you weren't going to ask a follow-up question. <laughs> I think, I think it, it, maybe it's that, I don't know if I fully deserve it mentality. Mm. Yeah. And it, it's, yeah. I, and also maybe it's because, you know, thinking that you're not supposed to toot your own horn mm-hmm. growing up in school, whatever. And that, I think the block that has been unlocked, at least to some extent, yeah. is that I feel like that's tooting my own horn. Mm. But it feels good yeah. to just to, with like by myself. Like there's nobody <clears throat> around. Like yeah. I can give myself some props when nobody's there. Yeah. But it still feels weird. Yeah. But it feels like a breakthrough too. Like it feels it's a good. huge breakthrough. Yeah. And I think that's that's one of those subconscious beliefs we talked about. Like who said that? Who taught us it yeah. wasn't? And of course, there's some truth there, right? Like when we're little kids, yeah. like our parents seem to like, yeah, don't be too cocky, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, so the, many yeah. of us let the pendulum swing the other direction and it's like oh we're humble yeah. and it's like we're just not even giving ourselves that love and appreciation and You're so right. it's like that's one a belief you could look at do i still believe that that i shouldn't toot my own horn what does that even mean you're right what does that mean yeah <laughs> I, I had a mentor yeah. of mine tell me when i was talking to him about speaking on stage yeah. and he said do you think your story can help anybody and I was like, I don't know if I told you this. And he and I, I said, I said, yeah. And he said, then you would be selfish not to share it. And I'm Ooh. like, oh, oh. <laughs> right in the heart. Oh, Chris, I love you for it. I actually just talked to him this morning. Did you? A, oh, yeah. He still mentors me 10 plus years later. But we're talking about I you. I love right, that. We got to talk about okay. speed or the speaking. We got to talk <laughs> about coaching business and what you're up to in that space. Yes. And are you looking for 
current clientele. Always. There you go. I love coaching. I can and tell you do. You're very good at it too. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I was talking to a coach um, over the holiday, and he asked me, what do you love so much about coaching? I was like, well, I love that they're doing the work. <laughs> But what I mean by that is, and that does not discount all the hard work I've done to fine tune my coaching skill. And I believe a coach stays in touch with their intuition. And that's how I'm able to ask really good questions to help people dig deep and connect with themselves. Because, right? So, of course, it's work on my part because, right? Like I'm in the flow. Yeah. But it's, Seeing that light bulb go off in someone's eyes when they get the answer from themselves, right? The idea is yeah. theirs yeah. because they're the one that tapped into it. Nothing's better. Best moment. Best moment. <laughs> and I mean, you can tell, it seems like when you're in these coaching calls that you're so present, like you care. Yeah. And I think to me, <laughs> yeah. it's, but I mean, really, that's like, I don't know that you can teach caring. Like you just care about people and you genuinely want to help them. So how do people know if they should reach out to you or not? Is it just if they're going through a tough time? Is there anything specific that you like to meet with people about? Yeah. So right now I'm really passionate about helping other coaches make a business out of it. So if someone's like, gosh, I think I'd be a really good coach, but where do I start? Um, That would be someone. But then also anyone that just maybe feels stuck, right? Like with the ego highest self. Because there are some really practical ways to work on connecting with your highest self that makes such a huge difference in day-to-day life with being present, connecting with other people, enjoying the day, Mm, right? Versus staying in your head, locked in that worry loop of this isn't good enough. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. If we let ourselves, we can really worry all day. You're right. I mean, there's a zillion things we could be worrying about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So... Those are really the two that I specialize in and helping people move through if they're stuck in any type of area or a coach that is interested in making a business out of becoming a coach. Okay, there we go. I like it. And you're, what's the best way to get a hold of you? We'll put it in the notes as well, but what's the best way? Uh, My phone number, email. Okay. Yeah. Website. We'll put yeah, it all or on website. Yeah. We'll put it all on. We got it. We'll put it all and, on the show notes. Yeah, and that's the other thing is now I'm coaching childcare nannies, daycare workers, and it's all in helping them have a relationship with their emotions. Because if kids learn that, if we can change this next generation in helping them learn how to feel their feelings instead of numb themselves or try and run from their feelings, yeah. the whole world could change. You know, that was amazing. How, how did you say that? To get to know their emotions? Yeah, you a relationship with their emotions or get to yeah, know their emotions. That was really interesting when you said that because I, my thought was immediately, which I don't think is a good thought, is I I am my, like, you're like separating the individual from the emotion. And I like that yes. because I think most people, myself included, are thinking I am my emotion, like if I'm thinking uh, something, that's yes, what I am. I can but relate with that. It's, it's more like you're A and your emotions are B and you can have a relationship with A to B. That's really, that's interesting. I like yes, that. Yes, thank you. I've been like working on how to talk about it because I don't, the term emotional intelligence rubs me the wrong way. Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just curious. Now you got me Your face, it. yeah. So... 
in my experience personally and with coaching other people through this, right, like this emotional work, our minds trap us by trying to think our way out of emotions. So that's where intellect is. It lives in our minds. Yeah. Whereas relation relationships are what? Your heart. Your, yeah. They're feeling. They're you're building. You're right, connecting. Yeah. So for me, that's why I understand why emotional intelligence is a term and it's hot in the business world. EQ, which right, <laughs> yeah. Everyone needs EQ. You're right. But I just for my own business and clients, I'm finding a different way to talk about it because when I tried to think my way, when I tried to manage my emotions or control them or, right, yeah. I, I just was banging my head against a wall. It wasn't until I started to see it as, oh, I can have a relationship with my emotions. This is like a, we can be on the same team. Yeah, I like that a lot. You're dropping some <laughs> bombs today. Oh, and we're, we're going to do something fun. Woo! Are we going to wait? So we're going to do, do something it. fun the last few minutes of the okay. podcast here. What we're doing is <laughs> Jackie has, I, I think I have a couple uh, people that I know, especially on Instagram, that send something in. But we are going to be reading off random questions that we know nothing about. And they're questions around, well, we'll find out. Mindset, yeah. health. Yeah. Business, I have no idea where yeah. this is going to go, but uh, this is going to be this is gonna be awesome. Yes, and part of our motivation, right, to do this oh, yes, is yes. we have two different approaches. <laughs> <laughs> My approach is called Brave Compassion, which you can probably guess by now is about <laughs> feeling your feelings and really tapping into your highest self. And Matt's approach is... <laughs> As you can see in the name of the podcast, going from <laughs> average to savage. So it is a lot about savage. taking. I know that word. I love the word. I, it's, it's a like, good word. It is a good word. Yeah. Uh, but it's about, well, we'll see what it's about. Taking yeah. action and overcoming setbacks and overcoming fear yeah. in a very action-oriented way. I like that. And we're going to find out and see okay. how these questions play into both of those frameworks. All right. Dear Jackie and Matt. I've been grappling with a challenge. I know a lot of people are going through this right now, but it's been really hard for me to achieve a work-life balance. Mm. With the demands of remote work, blurring my family and personal lines, it's really hard to disconnect from work, and I feel like I'm missing out on life. At my job, I feel the pressure to be constantly available. And then at home, I feel guilty because I'm not giving my family my full attention. Do you have any advice on how to strike that balance effectively? That's a really good question. Well, why do you have your mouth open like <laughs> I'm that? I'm just like, oh, what would I tell them? <laughs> I know. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Well, I think there's probably a lot of follow-up questions we could ask yeah. to that question. And I did tell, I asked our participants to keep it short. Yeah. Um, so... Would you like to go first? Yeah, I mean, I, I have a couple All thoughts. All right, let's hear well, it, I mean, savage. <laughs> <laughs> savage mentality. You go outside and just start banging out push-ups. <laughs> That's literally what I think your approach is, though. So. <laughs> you can start there. You can start with some sort of physical. Okay. I mean, I, I do think yeah. that a lot, if, if you get some sort of physical activity in, in a day, you feel different than if you didn't. Oh my gosh! I'm not saying a thousand that's the percent. hundred percent. I'm not anti-physical activity. No, I know you're not. You're all in on physical activity. Yeah, but that doesn't mean everything I say is going to be the opposite of what you say. There could be some overlap here. We'll find out. 
I mean, I, this is, I don't know if this is necessary. I think this is fair. I think this is probably the S in Savage of supreme accountability. Like, I think the truth, it seems like the truth is that at least partially there's some boundaries that may need to be set as far as people in her life and or his life i can't remember if it was a do we get a, a man or a woman? i said oh, we, we don't say the name yeah we don't yeah. say the name so her <laughs> or his life and making sure there there are boundaries where if you're in work mode you can try to be in work mode and you don't need to worry about everything else that's going on uh in your life and then maybe it's it's boundaries with i think she said something else or he said something else about yeah. friends um and i th- i think that's a big it could be a big part of it. Um, but I do think, and what was the other piece she was asking about? Hey, um, well, you go first and I, or you go next and I'm going to, I'm going to think about it. There's okay. something else I want to say. How you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. So my approach, my advice is it sounds like this person, which it's totally understandable, is in a lot of judgment and is feeling hold by other people's opinions and demands. So my first encouragement would be for this person to take 15 minutes, total quiet, just with themselves in a journal, and journal, what do I really want? What do I want my life to look like? And after those 15 minutes, I think it'll become clear where there's room to set boundaries. And um, I would just say, yeah, I get it. I feel the same way. Like I feel the blurred boundaries. I feel the pressure to always be working, right? Right now I use my personal phone for my business phone. I get texts from clients at 10, 11. And it's like I had to come up with my own system and process for being able to leave it and come back to it the next day. So that would be my encouragement is just to get clear on what you personally want, right? Like what you want, not what your boss wants, what your family wants. Like where do you see your life going? Yeah. And then how can you set yourself up for success by setting some boundaries? I love that. Journaling, take the 15 minutes, give yourself, yeah, go inside of yourself. I think that's – and I think the other thing I was thinking is because she said something about – missing out on life and was just wondering i would love to hear more about that is it one of those you're on social media seeing that this person is having a great life even though you don't really know what their life is like Mm -hmm. in real life and what i mean to your point of figuring out what you want your life to look like yeah i would love to know what she means by missing out on life and what what does life look like if you're not missing out Ooh! Oh my God! Savage mode right there. <laughs> there we go. One point this for is savage. Cool. No, that was, you're so good at this. Okay, that ready? Was, I, we have two yeah. more. Okay, two more. Let's do it. Hello, I'm currently in a tough spot, and I'm curious what wisdom you have. Here are a few things going on. I recently had a serious injury mm. that um, took me away from a job promotion. Mm. My all. My wife and I experienced a miscarriage mm. emotionally. I so appreciate when people are vulnerable. Me too. Wow. I think it's one of the hardest things. Gosh. Most powerful. Another thing this person's going through, upon returning to normal work duties post-injury, um, I got another job offer. 
the damage forced my family from our home. Oh, this is, they were affected by the hurricane. Oh. Oh my gosh, this is a lot this person has been through. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so they had to deal with renovating their house. There was tons of stress with rebuilding, financial stress with renovating. An exciting thing. They welcomed a new baby. Oh, wow. Yay. Yeah. Um, but during this, he was trying to work and his wife was in grad school. And the question is that even with the stress, stacking those positive stressors on top of the other negative circumstances has created an unsustainable situation. I fear stepping down from my promotions to deal with temporary problems will cause permanent damage to my career. Obviously, I refuse to ignore or let my wife or newborn son down. I can't quit any of my commitments, but I don't know what to do as I'm physically, mentally, emotionally burned out from the last two years. You can only pull yourself up by the bootstraps <laughs> so much for so long. And my dilemma is I have no more gas left in the tank. Ooh. Wow. Well, you're the bootstrap guy. Well, I mean, yeah, but I, I feel like I should first say that that's, I mean, there's, I, I feel for that individual. There's a lot yeah. going on there. And I don't know. I mean, I've been through difficult times. I feel like that's a whole, like that's a level that that's tough. I mean, there's a, there's a lot yeah. going on there. So I think it was a male. I feel <clears> for you. And I mean, I was just thinking as, as you were going through there, I, all, all the way I could relate is setbacks that I've had and I've I've not had a miscarriage of a child or had a child. Um, but I've been through alcoholism, been through tough divorce, been through an Achilles tear. When you're Mm -hmm. talking about injury, I don't know what to the extent his is, but I was out for 15 months. And I think the two things that I thought about were what can he and me and us be grateful for, even though Mm -hmm. you're going through, of tough time. And if it's your newborn baby, or even if it's something, sometimes it's something so simple for me. Like if I'm running outside and the sun's coming up and it's like, like I'm this just little thing on this massive planet. And it's so cool that I get a chance to experience this. Even if a client just fired me or there's a setback that happened. And the other thing I thought was, I wonder if there's, it just seems like his feeling is it's one gut punch after another. And it's like, can you get one small win? And what would that look like? Ooh, I love that. I kind of want to hear you. That's beautiful. I mean, it's, there's a lot going on there. I feel for our friend. Yeah, me too. So part of brave compassion is. I love that phrase, by the way. Go ahead. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. (laughs) is taking ownership of how you can fill your own cup. So I think, and I do, I feel for this person and I know this person Mm. and oh my gosh, like that's a lot for a human to experience and go through, right? And I think we have the tendency, society has programmed us to think all feel better once mm. the job thing's figured out, the house is fully renovated, once I feel emotionally, mentally, physically at my peak. And so my encouragement to this person is what can you do to feel better about yourself now? 
and brave compassion is showing yourself compassion. So my encouragement would be to next time you're in your car, set your timer for I'm feeling like three minutes. It's going to sound long, but (laughs) set your timer for three minutes and talk to yourself the same way, Mm. the same way you would talk to your new son. If he came to you and said, I'm going through all these challenges, what would you say to your little son and have that same loving, compassionate voice with yourself? I seriously got goosebumps. That's really powerful. Yeah. I mean, that, that's deep. I really yeah. like that. <clears throat> oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that I got that from my coach, my business coach, Alex Purslove. I'll give her a shout out. Love her. <laughs> Love her so much. No, that's really good. And I was personally struggling with something and showing myself compassion. And she said, what would you say to your niece? And I just started tears. Oh, because the way, exactly the love we have for other people in our lives, it just takes practice to turn it back towards ourselves. But the more you work that muscle, yeah. push-ups. <laughs> See? Push-ups do count. <laughs> they matter. Yeah. But you know what? And this is a great point to end on. You were talking about the importance of, like, physical energy, yeah. physical. The last step in Brave is doing something to move that energy. So savage and brave yes. aren't that different. See, we can think Woo! alike. We can think alike. <laughs> yes. That's a great way to end it. Actually, I know. we might have to hold off the next one. I know. Let's do let's do an Instagram live where we answer okay. some questions. Yes. Because yeah. there were more. Yes, we got more. And we gotta get to them. Yeah. They need our advice. I like this. I really I think this is a cool thing. And I know. this was Jackie's idea, by the way, for Thank coming you. up with the question and answer session. Yeah. We could just do a whole hour on that. I yes. Love... I've heard this on podcasts before, and I'm like, oh, that's funny. No, that's a great. We're going to have to do a follow-up. <laughs> we're definitely doing a follow-up. I love it. Well, well thank, thank you so yeah. much. This was so fun. Thanks for coming on. Thanks Yay! for everyone for watching or listening, however you're consuming. <laughs> Check out Jackie Rogers. We'll put all that stuff in the show notes. Thanks for coming on live Thanks, and in person. It was yeah. so much fun. Oh, my gosh. Until next time, peace out. Stay savage and brave compassion. Boom. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment if you enjoyed the show. To follow on social media, at Matt Scaletti on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and LinkedIn. Feel free to shoot me a message, reach out. I'd love to hear feedback and wishing you an amazing rest of your week.